Welcome back to Are You a Fan, where we explore individual characters from your favorite sci-fi, action, and fantasy genres. A big thank you to Moonbound Productions for supporting today's episode. If you would like to express your support, please like and share the show. Here's your hosts, Dick Rail and Joker. Have all your memories erased, or every night before you go to bed, you remember that one time in the lunchroom. You know the one. I am seeing as I already have that issue. I'd rather just the memories erased. You know, the whole, you remember the minute, embarrassing details of your life? No, I don't want that anymore. Yeah, no, no. I could easily go ahead and get rid of that. I I think what I love about that question is no matter who's listening to that, that's immediately going to bring a flashback to an incident in a lunchroom. Yeah. <laughs> okay, ladies and gentlemen, that question leads us into our femme fidel. Black Widow. Also, um, words escape me. Names. Natasha Romanoff. Natasha Romanoff. There we go. Okay, so uh, let's go into her real world facts. First, she was uh, originally created by editor and plotter Stan Lee, scripted by Don Rico, and the artist who designed her was uh, Don Heck. Uh, The character uh, originally debuted in Tales of Suspense, issue number 52, in April 1964. God dang, these characters are old. They really are. I mean, Comic Canada did start a long time ago. True that. And uh, a lot of our major ones actually got their start during World War II. Yep, because, you know, we had to have that morale boost for the people back home and what better way than you know heroes exactly and this hero dealt more with the uh russian problem afterwards because you know (laughs) we gotta have an enemy (laughs) we still don't like him i feel like yeah yeah (laughs) okay so black widow was uh visually updated in 1970 in The Amazing Spider-Man, issue number 86, July 1970. Reintroduced her with uh, short with short-length red hair instead of her former short black hair and a skin-tight black costume and wristbands which fired spider threads, which would become the appearance and most commonly associated with the character. Yeah, her original appearance um, when she was... She originally actually kind of appeared as a bad guy, too. Oh, yeah. And a lot of her, from what I saw, a lot of her costumes then were just kind of dress gowns and fancy clothing. Like, yeah, there wasn't an actual uniform to it. Exactly. It was more um, literally espionage outfits. Stuff that would actually probably help you get into a dinner party to get to your Not target. Your stereotypical spy outfits like she kind of got Which, remade you know, into. I'm just saying... Stick out like a sore thumb in regular society if you wore that. Well, I think that depends on where you are, though. <laughs> yeah, we're not even going to touch that. <laughs> we're trying to keep it PG-13 in here. Okay, Black Widow started her own series in Amazing Adventures, issue uh, number one through eight, from August uh, 1970 to September 1971. Sharing that split book with the uh, feature in uh, feature in humans, and the Black Widow feature was uh, dropped after only about eight issues. The Inhumans followed soon, ending with issue ten. That's a little disappointing. We thought there'd be a little bit more uh, 
And there might have been if it wasn't more during that time period when we were extremely anti-Russian, anti-communism, and here is a very Russian character. True. Very. If true. it wasn't for that, she might have survived a little longer in her original debuts. No, that's that's a valid point. Okay, uh, I guess moving on. Uh, Black Widow started in Daredevil. Would oh, co-star? Oh, oh co-starred in Daredevil. Number uh, 81 through, holy cow, 124. From November 1971 to August 1975. That's actually, that's a decent run. Yeah, I mean, not bad as a co-star. Yeah, no, not at all. Well, um, yeah, as far as her real-world stuff, I feel as though that we mostly covered it all. The only other thing I could say is I believe she was... Like, I found no solid evidence of this. I believe she was inspired. The Black Widow Project, the whole Red Room thing, was inspired by, like, the KGB and, like, you know, their whole... They literally, at one point, were training women assassins because they believed they could get into certain places that men couldn't. They could use their, you know, feminine wiles to, I don't know, get dumbass men to freaking fall for them so they could kill them. Which, unfortunately, knowing the human race, that tracks very well and is very easily understood. It is one of those things, like, it sounds sexist when you say it, but you're like, I'm sorry, uh, have you met a man? <laughs> They're dumb. Yeah, some are. <laughs> hey, I'm not even going to pretend like I'm not. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to go into that I, one. I definitely would have brought her up to the room, turned around with the two wine glasses and been like, oh, a gun. Uh, probably should have noticed that on you at some point. <laughs> okay, moving on. Uh, in world, I'll let you take the reins, Joker. So she would originally start as an enemy to Iron Man, and would eventually later defect uh, to America and wor- start working for Shield. Huh? Which I think we kind of touched that a little bit later. Yeah. Because a lot happens between her actually defecting and she had a she would attempt to defect at least once or twice before she'd actually get to America and join S.H.I.E.L.D. and everything. Yeah, she basically tried to defect a few times, but, you know, freaking military's in their property. (laughs) They do not let that stuff go without a fight. No, they do not. I mean, we all saw what happened when Cap tried to give up the S.H.I.E.L.D. to a black guy. (laughs) I'm going to leave that up to you if you want to cut that or not. I think we should keep it in. Okay, anyway. Um, uh, Natasha would be born in Stalingrad, which, what is now Volgograd? I don't know. Volgograd? I have no idea. Let's, let's go with that. Uh, which is Russia, the SFSR, USSR, which is the Russian Soviet Federative Socialist Republic. Yeah. Better known as the USSR for the Soviet Union. Yeah. But... Yeah. Up until I saw your note for that, I've never even heard of the SFSR. Neither did I, and I—I'll be honest with you—I didn't even just—I didn't even do any research on that stuff. I'm just like, I'm like letters, words, Russians. I don't. Yeah, no, they are a confuse. They are a confusing language group, and they're basically just like the U.S. military. They love. Little letters. They love letters. Yeah. All the militaries of the world do. Yeah. 
Oh, God. <laughs> uh, the first hints of Natasha's uh, childhood would come from Ivan Petrovich, who was introduced as her middle-aged chauffeur and confidant in Black Widow's 1970s Amazing Adventures. Ooh, is this when we get bring up Logan? or Almost. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> but um, if I remember correctly, is he the one that found her during the war? During, during the war? one of her... Because this is, I think, during a retcon or before the retcon... So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, just fair warning. This character, as do many, they go through a lot of redcons. The only thing I can personally say about what they did with Black Widow is the most brilliant thing they could have done. Is they're like, screw it. Let's say it all could be real. She's a spy. She has false memories. Who knows? We don't know what's real, what's not. And honestly, the fact that they decided to roll with that concept beautiful oh yeah made her story a lot more concise than other characters Yep. which is really sad to think about considering she doesn't really have a backstory in that case yeah (laughs) um petrovich would tell tell matt murdoch that he was given custody of natasha by a woman who would immediately die afterwards uh during the battle of stalingrad in autumn of 1942 oh i mean but it's kind of cool that you know here you're getting Matt Murdock, Daredevil, getting a story about from a guy who kind of raised Natasha. True. That, that is actually a pretty cool thing. And kind of shows that Murdock kind of has an idea of her history probably better than most. Which really says something because they actually did at some point share a romantic uh, bit of a romance. Didn't know that one. Yeah, it was it was more of a gloss over type romance. Um I'm not 100% sure if that was during when the uh, whole comics code thing was. Which, probably. if it was, that would have made it really difficult to show. Which is probably why you don't really hear a lot about it. Yeah. Like, I, I believe her and Hawkeye have one of the more notable romances that she's That's had. That's, like, her only notable romance. Well, actually, the uh, red... Uh, the red Russian? I, I, I don't think that's his actual name. No, but I feel like the fact that you can't come up with his actual name shows that Hawkeye has a more notable relationship with her than he does. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Uh, but yeah, like the Red Russian, who was um, who was um, Russia's answer to Captain America, who's in the new movie, which is actually her father figure in the new movie, which adds a layer of creepiness to me, personally. Oh, it really does. And that, because... Uh, yeah, that was her love interest who was a pilot, and they lied to her. They're like, oh, he died in a flight accident. I did I did read about that. Yeah. Because that was kind of her first one. That was Hawkeye her first. was the most prominent, though. Yep. She's never... I guess she had a little fling with Tony Stark, but at the same time, who who hasn't Tony Stark had a fling with? Exactly. That, so that so don't really count. I don't... Yeah, I agree with you. I, we, I don't even count that. So that that's one of those things, like, you throw in there when you need to add more stuff on. It's like... I don't think this is enough. Throw Tony Stark in there. <laughs> right. It's not unexpected. Um, okay. Another flashback uh, set in the fictional island of Madripoor in 1941 would see Petrovich help Captain America and the mutant Logan, who would later become a costume here in Wolverine, to rescue Natasha from the Nazis. And also, uh, Wolverine would actually go back with her to um, the Red Room Project to actually help with her training. And then eventually be captured by the same people because they were working with the Can- Canadian Weapons X Project. It, that was a whole confusing 
debacle of this secret organization, which, you know, they, yeah, Logan, they, they eventually grabbed Logan, decided, you know, it worked on her. Why don't we just mess with his brain? Yeah, he, he got messed with a lot, too. He really did, which was actually kind of, I was reading, it, it kind of broke my heart the other night when I was reading this. Um, she eventually bumps into him. Of course, he's worked with the Avengers. Yeah. She's gonna, she's with the Avengers. They bump into each other. She remembers him, and he doesn't remember her. He doesn't remember her because not. his mind is so messed up. And what sucks about that is he kind of was like one of her caretakers. So that is upsetting. It, it was real sad to read that. <laughs> that is that is very depressing. Like, oh my God, Logan, who are you? Oh, God. Okay, right, let's uh, try to move on and pump <laughs> this up. <laughs> okay. Also kind of cool just seeing Captain America and Logan kind of working together there. That is an awesome one because I feel like that's one that doesn't happen often. It actually happens a way more than you would have thought. <laughs> he, uh, I think Logan at one point was part of the Howling Commandos. That worked with uh, Captain America? You know, somehow that doesn't surprise me either. I mean, he fought in the war, so. Yeah. <laughs> and he That's was. What yeah. war didn't he fight in? Uh, valid point. So when you're nearly immortal, I'd be in all of them, too. I mean, what else is there to do? <laughs> so, yeah. So, part of what we were just talking about, uh, Petrovich take, had taken her to the Department X, uh, which. Uh, with other young female orphans where she was brainwashed and trained in combat and espionage at the covert red room facility. Um, sorry, I'm scrolling down. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it was, uh, yeah, originally department X, which is where the weapon X came from, but they eventually changed what she was in called it the red room. <sighs> Somebody was spending too much time on the dark web, apparently at that time. But, uh, yeah, and I feel like the Red Room could be part of Department X, where there's other things that they do as well. Oh, definitely. It's uh, it's a multi-tier. I mean, the whole thing is, uh, I mean, that's where we got the Red Russian. That's where we got, um, oh, what was his name? Freaking uh, Radioactive Man. Red, um, the, the Red Dynamo? We're just going to move on now since my <laughs> co-host is not recognizing character names that I am just throwing out there. Oh, those sound like just random names that you're trying to think of the right name. Actually, those are the correct names, too. The Red Dynamo and, uh, yeah, Radioactive Man. Really? But you also know that I'm not as huge on <laughs> Marvel Comics either. True, 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 which is why so I really... A lot of them will slip, uh, slip under the radar. And arguably, the Crimson Dynamo and uh, Radioactive Man, they are not the most well-known characters. I mean, Radioactive Man is mostly known for his portrayal in uh, The Simpsons. And that should tell you everything you need to know about this character. Yeah. <laughs> when you're best known for The Simpsons. And it's not even the same character. Just, just blatant uh, plagiarism, as far as the name goes. Okay, moving on. 
So in the red room, she would be biotechnologically and psychotechnologically enhanced, which would provide a rationale for her unusually long and youthful lifespan. Yeah, because I mean, she's... Well, didn't you mention in our Black Panther episode that this would probably be where she got her slight bit of the superhuman serum? Yep, uh, which actually, if I remember correctly, it was basically... Uh... Yeah, it was like a, a different version of it that the Russians basically kind of had to make. So they attempted to make attempt, from scratch. Yep, which basically gave her all the physical capabilities, like peak human physical capabilities without technically making her a metahuman. See, Captain America is technically considered a metahuman because he is he surpasses even normal human oh, yeah. capabilities. She is right there at that p- pivoting point. And also, she's like, what, 10 years younger than Cap at this point, I think? Maybe 15? Don't know, because I never actually saw anything that actually said when exactly she was born. That, I'm not, I didn't even attempt to find that, because that is just... Well, even just in her basic stuff, usually it tells you when the character's born. They didn't touch it on this one. Which I don't, yeah. Like, you get an idea of when she was born, but that's about it. But we have an idea that she was, like, a young child when, uh, you know... She made Cap, so she's not that much in that large of a time frame. She's really not that much younger than Cap, except she didn't get frozen, right? So she she got to witness a whole lot of the world that he did that. That explains why she probably uh, coped a lot quicker than he did. Oh yeah. Um, and while at the Red Room in Department X, um, she would also meet the Winter Soldier and even form a small romantic relationship with him. Oh, I forgot about that guy. Yeah. Yeah, just another relationship she had. Which, uh, also, a uh, fun fact, if you watch, um, I believe it was Age of Ultron, the scene where it's going, like, showing her flashbacks and that, and that guy's mm-hmm. choking her, that is Bucky Barnes. Yeah, but I remember hearing about that being the kind of a Easter egg. Which is kind of cool when I found that one. Oh, yeah. Or I guess more accurately when I saw a video that was pointing it out. I mean, like, here. It's right here. I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah, because that one kind of went a little quick. And unless you were really paying attention to it or watching it again and again, you probably didn't notice it. I, I didn't. I Yeah, no, I did not either. Okay. Uh, so, yep. We're a soldier. Uh, each Black Widow is deployed with uh, false memories. To help ensure her loyalty, Romanoff eventually discovered this, including the fact that she had never, as she had believed, been a ballerina. She further discovered that the Red Room is still active also. Which, okay, so they do that to keep them loyal. I feel like, my God, why why do villains suck? Like, I don't mean just the fact that they're villains. I mean, why do they suck at what they do? I, like... I mean, in theory, if if she wouldn't have discovered this, I mean, it seemed to work. Yeah, but I feel like it's a pinprick thing. Like, if, oh, yeah. if she does not scratch the wall, she will remain loyal to us. If that paint pills even a little bit, we just trained one of the deadliest people on the planet who's now pissed off at us. Yeah, but now you also have you still have your own group of others 
that can fight back and defend against it. I mean, when you're training a whole, essentially, mini army of these people. True. And they never say how long it took for her to discover this, so. True, the, and, uh. The thought process, they probably figured she'd die before she could figure it out. I mean, they thought she would, but, uh, every, every person they ever sent after her generally always ends up get, showing up dead. She's really good at avoiding them. Oh, yeah. Or, well, I guess, I guess not avoiding them. I guess, uh, you know, just killing them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's just say it. Yep. <laughs> I mean, we all know it's exactly what she does. Oh, it's entirely what she does, which, uh, yeah, her little gauntlet things are. I think those are kind of cool. Oh, yeah. Okay. Moving on. So this is uh, one you were trying to talk about earlier, Red Guardian. Um, oh, the KGB right. would arrange a marriage between Natasha and their renowned Soviet test pilot, Alexei Shostakov. I'm going to go with that. Yep, I believe that is Shostakov. Um, however, when the Soviet government decided to make um, Alexei into the new operative, the Red Guardian, she is told that he or he is told that he can now have no further contact with his wife, and Natasha would be told that he died in a training accident, and they were trained se- separately as secret agents. And then later on, she would uh, again bump into him, which he would soon after immediately die. So that's a bummer. Yeah, that, that, that gotta suck. <laughs> also, I do not know where I was getting the Red Russian from. Because they're Russians. It yeah, I, I mean, yeah, no. It, I mean, Captain America. If they, he's supposed to be the counter to Captain I would assume Russia would be somewhere in his name, too. True, it, true. It, it tracks. True, yeah, no. So, yep, my bad on the name, everybody. Even with my extensive knowledge of the Marvel Universe, I still, you know, it's a name, and I'm bad at that. Okay, what else we can Oh my god, her in-universe has a lot. Yeah, she had a lot kind of <laughs> starting her. Which, you know, it's cool cool with me. Uh, You want to take this or me? If you want to try to go after these Russian names this time. Okay, she was assigned to assist Boris Tur... Tur-, tur- <laughs> oh my god. Wow, that, that sounded worse than any of the ones I attempted. Turgen- Turgenov. Turgenov? Turgenov. Yeah, Boris Turgenov in uh, the assassination of Professor Anton Van- Vanko for defecting from the Soviet Union. Because yeah, I feel like that's half of what the Black Widows did was try to kill people that were trying to defect from the Soviets. Which, you know, at a certain point, you got to start asking yourself, is it them or is it us, guys? At a certain point, if, so, if after a certain amount are trying to leave you, I think it's you. Yeah, it's one of those, like, like if I was in the meeting room, it's like, how do we get people to stop defecting? I'd probably die for it, but I know my smart mouth. I'm like, I don't know, maybe we could uh, be less like us and act more like America. I mean, how many Americans have defected to us, guys? We're losing this game. And that's how my head ends, on, ends up on a pike. Yep. Okay, uh, later tonight, uh, wow, that was, oh my god, talk about dyslexia. Okay, later, Natasha again attempts to get Hawkeye to help her destroy Iron Man. So, because she went after Iron Man in the early days, she would eventually go after Iron Man again when the KGB reclaimed her back, 
And Again. this time she would find uh, Hawkeye and recruit him to her side to help her out. Because at the time he was kind of a freelance mercenary himself. Yeah, let's. Uh, he wasn't really a hero yet either. Hawkeye was, uh, I wouldn't call him a villain. Let's, yeah, mercenary sounds actually. Because he wasn't a villain, but he wasn't a hero, so you can't do anti hero. Yeah, no, no. He was kind of just there as. He was a thief. Yeah. Mostly a thief that ran with a circus organization. That doesn't, that tracks. Yep. Was trained by the uh, swordsman. We'll do a Hawkeye episode later. There's a show coming out. Uh, Moving on. Uh, So, yeah, she would recruit Hawkeye, and, you know, they'd work together. Eventually forming a romantic relationship there. We already covered that. Uh, Which kind of comes up in the next point again. Yep. Uh, During this period, uh, Romanov would attempt again to defect from the Soviet Union. And this time she'd begin falling in love with Hawkeye, weakening her loyalty to her country. When her employers found uh, learned this truth, the KGB had her gunned down, sending her to a hospital, uh, convincing Hawkeye to go straight and seek membership in the Avengers. Sounds like the time I chose to stop drinking and driving after my friend got that DUI. But that seems like a very large leap from going, okay, she got gunned down by the KGB. Let's stop being a thief. Let's go join the Heroes of Earth. It really does seem like a leap. Like, Like, especially for someone who was just a thief. Like, that is a huge leap. Yeah, that's a... I mean, at the same time, Marvel seems to do that with a few of their characters. So... During all this, once again, the Red Room would kidnap and brainwash Natasha. uh, And with the Swordsman and the first Power Man, she would battle the Avengers. While eventually breaking free from the psychological conditioning, with, of course, the help of Hawkeye, uh, she successfully defected this time. So I'm curious, did he just punch her in the face? Kind of like she did to him in the movie. Oh, where do you think she learned it from? Yeah. It's probably exactly what happened. Re- She's like, huh. I reset your uh, neural synapses. What? I punched you really hard. I mean, that would track. It happened. <laughs> she did it to him. Where else would she learn it from? I kind of I want to believe that that's what happened. You know, that is my headcanon now. <laughs> I don't care what anybody else says. <laughs> okay. Uh, move. Moving on. Uh, We're finally out of that and into her abilities and powers. Yep. Uh, and that's weapons. Basically, uh, that's how she became got into the Avengers. She, uh, just a few little add-ons. She would uh, also, she would never be considered a full-fledged member of the Avengers because she refused to stop killing, which, you know, mad respect. And that, do what you gotta do. But uh, she would eventually become a freelance agent for S.H.I.E.L.D. on top of everything. And that one, I think, is the best known part of her, because seeing as she was never a full-fledged Avenger, sure, she shows up with them, but she's just kind of a tag-along. She mostly is, and it's, I feel like it is entirely because she is willing to cross the line that none of the heroes were willing to in the comics. Oh, yeah. In the movies, that line. They they, they blur the right out of those lines and I don't know if straight movies. up shooting 10 guys in the Middle East with uh your with your shoulder rockets is blurry. Well, even just like other heroes, uh, kind of like the Batman movies. Like no, he kills. Yeah. Yeah, he does. So yeah, no, the movies are very bad at portraying the heroes versions of no killing. Yeah, it is uh cuz they are very staunch on that in the comics depending on the character. 
like Iron Man, uh, Spider-Man. Yeah, these are characters that do not kill. But then even you get Natasha in the movies and then they kind of hinder her killing rule. To where she very rarely actually is seen killing people. Which is odd because honestly it's what makes her a unique character on the Avengers. Yeah. Is because she is the killer in the group. She is the one who's just straight. The whole reason she's there. Yeah. She's an assassin. She's good at killing. The movies, I feel as though, as much as I do love the MCU and I understand they did what they had to do with the properties they owned, I feel like they did kind of ruin Hawkeye and Black Widow. Like, Hawkeye is not the heart of the team, and Black Widow is subpar at best. Yeah. Like, eh. I mean, but Black Widow kind of works because in pretty much every movie she shows up in, she's kind of just the side character. She never really yeah. is a main character, so she kind of kind of fits her. I felt as though they made her too timid, I want to say. Eh, just kind of showed her on a leash, per se. Yeah, which... The character I knew knew and loved from the comics and cartoons was not a character you put on a leash. She's the one generally holding that leash. Okay, so uh, now that we've covered a bit about, you know, talking about the cinematic and uh, her stories and all that stuff, I guess weapons, powers, and abilities. Okay, expert spy. Okay, yeah, kind of obvious from what we've told you. Uh, tactician and hand-to-hand com- combatant. Didn't really list any of his, her martial arts, I don't think. Oh, I did. Thank you. Since all you did was just a hand-to-hand combatant, that could be a very wide range or a very small range. True. But she has a fairly large uh, martial art list. Um, she would also have slowed aging and an enhanced immune system. From obviously all the bio bio experimenting she received. True, uh, expert marksman and master of uh, various weapons. You know, kind of comes with the territory. Having to be a spy, you know, you can't always bring a weapon with you. You gotta be able, you know, improvise. Oh yeah. And uh, skilled hypnotist, which is a really that, odd skill. That is for her. kind of an odd. Like, I'd see that for all, like, the magic and sorcery kind of based heroes. I mean, I but... guess it could work in that whole, like, like you know, like, being able to get, what? Uh, but yeah, no, I, I could see that coming in handy because hypnotism can also be seen as a, I mean, you've heard of the mentalist. Oh, yeah. And that, and like. like it, I can definitely see where it tracks. It just, it seems odd in a character that doesn't have any magic abilities. True. That's typically the characters you see hypnotizing people. True, but like if we're going with real world hypnotism, and that is more of just a being able to trick a person. Well, yeah, but it's comics. When is everything, anything ever really real world like? Right there. Okay, equipment via gauntlets: grappling hook, knockout gas, taser, explosive, uh, explosives, tear gas, pellets, and uh, radio transmitter. All you need in your handy dandy little wristy. Which apparently they are called the Widow Bites. Yeah! Which I thought was really cool. I, I actually do love that name for them. And damn, like, that's a lot of things to fit in that ga- in that little wrist gauntlet. Yeah, it's just like Batman's belt. It's essentially all it is. 
Okay, uh, back, uh, back to to it. Uh, she has been enhanced by bi- biotechnology that makes her body resistant to aging, diseases, and heals above the human rate. Which, you know, for a what's supposed to be, she's not. She is still not classified as a metahuman. Still, another hero we have that has the healing factor. Oh, yeah, which, I mean, makes sense because it's probably what helps keep her alive so dang long. I mean, damn, she looks great for her age. I'm just saying. And Cap, did, you don't count. You're frozen. I was about to say, that, that's without being frozen. <laughs> yeah, even Bucky gets frozen every, what, five years or something? That's what it feels like. They got to keep him on ice. They got to put him back on ice. He's aging. We need to keep that boyish good look. Uh, she is also a world-class athlete, gymnast, acrobat, uh, airless, capable of numerous complex maneuvers and feats. Which I mean, yeah. kind of no. goes with them trying to tell her she's a ballerina. Kind of fits. That does make sense. It would, um, it would help kind of implement the mindset of why she's got all these athletic abilities. True. Well, and, um, at least some of them. And as somebody who's done sports and that, ballet is actually, um, it's actually recommended that you take ballet in that if you're in wrestling or football. It helps with your footwork. So I had a quarterback that was that had done ballet, and holy crap, I've never seen a quarterback move like that. Dude, yeah. No, no. Any, any freaking uh, football player I ever met that did, like, ballet on the side, oh. So, yeah, for all you tough guys out there, suck it. Uh, this one's on you. Oh, yes. She has mastered several martial arts, such as jiu-jitsu, uh, aikido, boxing, judo, karate, savat, uh, ninjutsu, various styles of kung fu and uh, kenpo, as well as Russian martial arts, sambo. I don't Ooh, ooh. I don't know that one. That sounds interesting. I like that. A Russian martial art. Bet it's brutal. No, most likely. Probably very killing. I mean, you know, the Apaches have a very similar style. Well, how would you know if it was similar if you don't know what it is? Well, if it's Russian, I'm assuming it's not pretty and it just gets the job done. Which is probably accurate. Which is the Apache martial art. <laughs> it's not. Don't look good in that, but the guy's dead. So, you know, let's keep going. So, uh, yeah, let's go with, uh, oh yeah, she's probably going to be along. I assumed she would have a lot of appearances. Yeah. And I, I kind of narrowed it down like I have been for the last couple ones. Okay. Uh, narrowed down the, uh, other appearances in media by black widow TV. We got black widow was to be paired with daredevil in a, Oh, what proposed live action 1975 series. Created by Angie Bowie. I don't know who that is. Who was also to star as Black Widow. However, the series never got past the development stage. As no studio would take on the project. Because they're a bunch of sexist assholes who stole that from us. As a grant at that time, it may have nothing to do with sexism. It's just at the time, not a lot of superhero stuff was being done on TV or movies. I mean, we had the... So. F- what? What? Wasn't that about the time the Flash? Nah, 75 was when the Flash? When was the I Flash? Mean, they may have had a few, but even then it was still very 
new and a lot of people weren't taking that risk. True. I think that one I think that one would have probably and, actually done I can argue that again going back to it's a Russian character during a time period we really hated the Russians. Okay, I actually That yeah. honestly is probably the main reason it got nobody would pick it up. Okay, fair enough. That would have been an awesome series though, Daredevil oh, and Black Widow. Oh, but you damn. know, America and their hatred for Russia. It ruins a lot of things. Like why Star Trek couldn't have an actual Russian in the original series. Oh, yeah. She would be in various animated TV shows, such as the Marvel Superheroes, uh, the Superhero Squad show, the Avengers, Earth's Mightiest Heroes, Iron Man, Armored Adventures, Advan- Avengers Assemble, Ultimate Spider-Man, Web Warriors, and Lego Marvel Superheroes Maximum Overload, and Lego Marvel Superheroes Avengers Assemble. My God, Legos is just taking over. <laughs> yeah. And I believe she was also... On- there, there was definitely a handful of others that I left out, just because that list already was getting long. Yeah, I was going to say, because I know she's been in... There was at least five or six others that I didn't add in that various stages were of like her showing up as a co-star kind of thing. Okay, fair. Like none of these she doesn't really have any appearances that are her own in cartoons at least. True. At least not the TV shows. True, she is not she's always seemed to be a hard to stand alone character, which I mean, an espionage character like that, I could see how it might be difficult to do in comics and that, but I've seen them before. That's what, you know, I don't know. Maybe someday. I'm sure we will eventually. Yeah, eventually. Okay, and then we got movies. In 2004's uh, Lionsgate Entertainment was creating a film that was in the script stage of screenwriter-director David Hayter, and Lionsgate later dropped the project. Uh, wait, wait. Oh. So 2004, we were supposed to get a Black Widow movie. Yeah, Instead, we just got that Electra movie. But that's also probably why Lionsgate w- dropped it. It didn't actually give any details, but they probably saw how bad Electric did. And they're like, we're not doing this. Okay, I actually guess I can commend them for that because the early 2000s were a... I mean, but it also doesn't say why it was dropped, so it could be any number of reasons. Could be a lot of reasons, true. Could have but... been budget. Couldn't get a, an actress for it. Who knows? Yeah, and arguably probably for the best because the early 2000s, the movies were... um, They were rough. It was a rough time period. It was definitely a renaissance of CGI and Um, effects. Unfortunately. And just directors just being like, hey, can we do CGI? Well, sir, I don't see a point in actually doing CGI. I didn't ask if we should. I asked, can we? Jurassic Park here. Exactly what happened. <laughs> okay, uh, the ultimate version of Black Widow would appear in 2006 in the Ultimate Avengers direct-to-video movie and its sequel, Ultimate Avengers 2. Uh, she would team up with the Punisher in the animated film Avengers Confidential, uh, Black Widow and Punisher, which I hear was actually pretty good. Never got to see that one, though. Yeah, we we had a brief conversation about it when we talked about Punisher when it came up with him. Oh, yeah. It was just one I figured I'd throw in for her, too. Yeah, no, fair enough. I mean, they did kind of share the spotlight in that yep. one. Uh, and we all know the role portrayed by Scarlett Johansson, 
of uh, Black Widow slash Natasha Romanoff in the MCU, where she made her debut in Iron Man 2, followed by the Avengers Captain America, the Winter Soldier, Captain America Civil War, Avengers Age of Ultron, Infinity War, and her final appearance in Endgame. She would have a cameo in a post credit scene in Captain uh, in Captain Marvel. Joe Hansen is also reprising her role in Black Widow, releasing this Friday. Woo! Go see it. Yeah, her, her MCU role is definitely what most people know and associate with Black Widow, and which makes sense. She's been in it for how long now? Yeah, very true, and. Arguably, like you know, I said at the beginning of this thing, I think they, uh, I think they did do justice to her. I think they didn't do justice to her and Hawkeye, but at the same time, I still do think they are solid characters for what the movies had to work with. Oh yeah, for what they tried to do in the movies, they did a good job. Yeah, just it's very different from what the comics know her as. Yeah, true, but arguably with that many characters, with that much going on. With that kind of woman who can't do a Russian accent, you you get you do what you gotta do. But I mean, not having a Russian accent kind of helps with the whole being a spy. Ooh, actually, I saw something about that. Um, in the Hulk movie, the uh, one that's technically associated with the Marvel universe, I guess there was supposed to be a scene where she does enter the room to see the guy with the brain thing, uh, who guy who has like um radiation dripping onto his head he becomes the leader in the marvel cinematic universe he will become the leader i guess but i guess he looks at her and immediately pinpoints and guesses where she's from based on the slight accent he can pick up nice so and she then kneecaps him nice and they drag him off so yeah black widow definitely a shoot first person (laughs) And ask questions later. I mean, it's kind of the way she was trained. So I mean, no, I'm not. I'm not dogging her on it in that. Like, she gets the job done, and she's not really arrogant about it. She's not out. She's not outspoken about, it, which I respect. Okay. Wait, podcasts? Yep, another new one for another character. Oh wow! So a future version of Natasha from the Old Man Logan timeline, Gray Widow is featured in the Marvel New Media Series XM podcast, Marvel's Wastelanders, Grey Widow. There's a Marvel Wastelanders podcast? Uh, apparently. Uh, again, this is kind of new to even us. Well. But yeah, I thought I, you'd kind of like that one, seeing the universe it was set in. Oh, dude, I love the old man Logan universe. I know. He talks <laughs> about it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Arguably my favorite one. Anyway. So moving on, that's awesome. I guess be, anybody listening to this, go check out that podcast when you're done. Anyway, uh, so video games. Similar to some of the most recent characters, she has appeared in a lot of them in various 20, forms. 27, apparently. <laughs> and and that's in different forms from the, the mainline games to mobile games to Facebook. Uh, that makes sense. But that's kind of where they're all going to nowadays. It's it's across multiple different areas. And honestly, you know, we ain't got the time to list a lot of them. No, but we got a few of the bigger ones. Like, she's in the Marvel Ultimate Alliance games. Yep. Uh, Marvel vs. Capcom a few uh, times. 
Um, two of the Disney Infinity games, uh, Spider-Man Web of Shadows, the 2004 Punisher game, and of course, like everybody else so far, she's been in the Lego Marvel superhero games. We have yet to have one that hasn't. And nobody's come up yet and tell us otherwise. I'm still waiting for that one. You know, get on it. Or don't. Whatever. (laughs) Proceed. Live performances. <laughs> like a few of the ones we've talked about it before. She it, has also appeared in the Marvel Universe live stage show. It cracks me up that that exists. Like, I don't hate it. I don't, I definitely don't hate it. I definitely want to go and watch it. Oh, yeah, definitely. It definitely seems like it'd be a fun show to go to. Okay, novels. Black Widow has a pair of books made by uh, Margaret Stoll. Black Widow, Forever Red, and Black Widow, uh, Red Vengeance. Also appeared in the event comics, uh, The Death of Captain America and the Civil War. Okay, I did not know about those books. Right? So far, she's been the only character I know of in comics in general that have an actual novel about them, and not just in comics. That we've done, yeah. Well, even just in general, she's the only one I know of. I don't know any other characters who have an actual book about them. Uh, yes, the only character we have done and that we really know has an actual book. Because I'm not even 100% sure on the Sandman thing, so don't quote me on that. But, um, yeah, looks like that's about it. Um, so what do you think, Joker? You a fan? You know, for being mostly a side character in, her, in all the stories she's been in, She's definitely very interesting, and I definitely thought she was fun to, to watch in the movies and see in the comics. I will say, like, as far as characters go, she was, she's arguably been one of my favorite staples of the Avengers team. I've always loved her. I've always been actually a pretty big fan of her. She's always been a fun one to watch being, you know, one willing to kill, unlike majority of heroes. Willing to kill also does not take shit from anybody. Which kind of makes it funny with her and Hawkeye. Because Hawkeye in the cartoons and comics, he's a bit of a shitster. <laughs> yeah, but that's their relationship. That makes sense. You got to have the you gotta have the grounded one. But yeah, no. I guess we're fans. For anyone that's still listening, if you got something out of this, enjoyed the episode, or even liked the character before from a movie, a comic, a cartoon, hell, even that t-shirt that you saw one time. You're a fan too. If you want to jump on this train, why not subscribe and share with a friend? Dick Rail out. Y'all keep riding them rails.